This is Life on Wax with Ted Jr. I've got my special guest here today, Miss Tashara Jones. Everybody say what's up, Tashara. Tashara, hey. and everybody else. Hey, y'all. How's it going? She is uh, the current treasurer right here in St. Louis City and uh, a pretty a pretty dope sister to uh, to get to know, man. She's somebody that you really want to you really want to know in St. Louis and really in the whole region. Um, she's been doing great things, and of course, on this show, we say everyone that's on the show is a local legend, and that and that local legend title is not it's not just a title; it's a challenge. It's a challenge to to be legendary in everything that you're doing, and so we want to make sure that we give her an opportunity right here on Life on Wax with Ted Junior to uh, let us get to know who she is. And of course, for anybody that watched the show and, and has listened to the show, you know that I like getting to know people based on the music that they choose. And so, like every other guest, Chara has given us five songs. Yep, five songs whittled, whittled her whole music loving life <laughs> down to five songs. Um, and so, we're going to listen to those songs. We're going to talk to Chara a bit, and we're going to let that music be the catalyst to our conversation. All right. All right. So, Tashar, uh, real quick, I just want to say it's, it's it's a pleasure having you on the show. Uh, I'm I'm glad we get we get some levity, like you said, some levity in this in this kind of rough time. Right. And uh, I'm looking forward to having a lot of fun and uh, talking about some music. Yes, music is is my favorite thing. I love to dance. So it was actually hard to pick five songs. And they're like, yeah, I have at least five more than I'm like, oh, man, I should have sent you that one. I should have sent that. I should have sent that. But we'll, we'll, we'll deal with these five. The funniest thing that I run into is uh, is my guests and their process of choosing the five, the five songs. <laughs> uh, some, some really agonize over it. Some make a quick decision and then and say, take it away. Just put it before I make another decision. Which, mm-hmm. which one was closer to you? Did you agonize more? Or did you just say, I'm just do these five and let's go. I, I kind of was like, let's just do these five. Um, it, it came from a playlist that I play, you know, pretty much every day. I, I call it my get hyped playlist. Okay. Um, so I picked five songs from, from there. Well, that sounds good. <laughs> so, so the first song that I had here on your playlist uh, I know what the first time I heard this song, I, I think I was in my car. I was in my mm-hmm. I was in my car. I was driving and I was listening to like 1600. It was the gospel station. Mm-hmm. And I had to pull over for a second because it just it just hit me all in all in my mm-hmm. area. Like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm I, I'm not saying I cried a lot. But I am saying that uh, my eyes might, I may have sweat just a tad bit. Allergies, right? Yeah, allergies. You, know, you know, that's what it is. About <laughs> Mississippi, you know, you get those allergy issues. So the first song in your playlist is Encourage Yourself. Yes. What, what made you decide to make this song a uh, song in your playlist? Um, so being in politics, uh, can be pretty rough. Um, it's a contact sport, right? Mm. Um, and a lot of the things that I come in contact with on a daily basis, um, are, uh, let's just keep it real people coming for me. Right. Mm. And, um, and I'm a person of faith. Um, I am a member, like a longtime member of Friendly Temple Missionary Baptist Church, where Bishop Mike Jones is our pastor. And um, and I think the first time I heard that song was in church. Mm. And I was just like, yes, this is just speaking to me because you know, the lyrics, you know, sometimes you have to encourage yourself. Man. Right. Um, you have to speak existence over your life. Um, and uh, like one of the uh, riffs that she goes through, she says, sometimes you got to tell the devil I can make it. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's that's one that's one of the reasons why it's on my 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 daily playlist, because uh, it starts with gospel then it moves on uh, to other genres. But it start, always starts with with thanking God for another day. And 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 speaking uh, uh, good things over my life and encouraging myself to get through another day. 
Man, that's nice. That's nice. So um, you said politics is a contact sport. And sometimes you got to encourage yourself. We can talk about that a little bit more. But first, let's, let's, let's listen to a little bit of uh, Encourage Yourself. This is a live version of the mm-hmm. Tri-City Singers. Donna Lawrence and the Tri-City Singers, yeah. I tell you, mm-hmm. that, that, that that song, Speak Over Yourself, right. Encourage Yourself, boy, that. Yeah. Yeah, amen. <laughs> Let the church say amen. <laughs> right, right, boy. Well, you. Yes. I know. I've been in. I've been in places in my in my life where uh, that encouragement that I had I had to reach down deep and remind myself. Hello. Of, of who I actually am, and and bring that back to encourage me to move forward. Mm. Uh, and I, I I can imagine in in your life. You know, from from early to now, you've done that a thousand times. Mm-hmm. What, was, what was the last time that you can remember that you had to kind of reach to that place and 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 kind of reach in and encourage yourself in a real way? Uh, when I was running for mayor, uh, that was a really rough race. Um, we had fifty-one debates in the span of eight weeks. Wow. Um, or forums, right? So. Yeah. You know, and sometimes they were two to three a day. So you're repeating that same information all day, every day, two and three times a day. Um, and it takes a lot of courage to call people that you don't know or that you do know and ask for money and ask for volunteers, ask for favors. And um, people don't realize how hard it is to be a candidate um, because you are literally out selling yourself to strangers. Yeah, um, on a daily basis, and they aren't always uh, you aren't always met with, um, you know, kind words or kind gestures, you know, and just getting and people realize they forget that we're human too. Um, that uh, old saying that words don't hurt. Well, yeah, they do, they do, um, and just having to uh, go through being attacked on a weekly basis by our local papers, editorial board, um, they kept writing things about me or about that. I filed bankruptcy. I'm like, who has it? Um, or that I've, uh, you know, I hired an ex felon who hasn't hired someone who's had some issues with the criminal justice system. And that's what our criminal justice system is supposed to be for, right? Redemption. Redemption. You either either believe that people are redeemed and deserve a second chance or you don't. True. Um, So um, I had to, uh, you know, really uh, dig deep and and, and consider and keep encouraging myself on a daily basis during that race. I'm telling you, I was I was not in St. Louis at the time, but I followed I followed that race every. I, I was in the I was on online looking at the paper, mostly St. Louis American. Shout out, mm-hmm. uh, looking at the paper, trying to say what's happening and why are all of these people <laughs> why are people running against this woman. She's already done the. She's already shown herself to be to be dope as a treasurer. Why are we having this fight? Well, you know the the question I get asked over and over and over again is that why couldn't you all sit down and talk and you know couldn't y'all come to an agreement? Uh, because let's be honest, white people do it all the time, right? They and do. Um, and those conversations were had both collectively and individually. And at the end of the day, the only thing that happened was uh, state Senator Jamila Nasheed decided not to run, but the men decided to stay in and, you know, and 888 votes is what it is. You know, I, 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 I took a lot of, well, I just say I was angry about that. I was angry about that because um, I, I just felt like the best and I'm, I'm being biased. I don't care. I, I felt like the best candidate out of everyone was not one of the guys. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and even when, um, when sitting that she was, was in the conversation, I still felt the best candidate was not 
like all the guys, I'm like, what what are you doing, man? What are you doing? Right. But you know, that 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 said, um, in in your work now, do you do you see that a lot of that same um I'm called misogyny yes. happening this this and, and how how is it affecting your work now as treasurer? I'm stronger. I'm stronger for having gone through all of that. Um, and yes, misogyny, racism, sexism, all of that still exists. Um, and you know, for the most, and, and one of those candidates, um, is still attacking me to this day. Uh, he's in a lot currently suing my office. Um, he's, um, and, and he, uh, pretty much antagonizes me on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's running against me for treasurer, uh, this August. So, um, you know, it, it is what it is. And all I know is that what God spoke to me, what he's going to do with my life. So I just have to continue to speak over myself. Right. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. Okay. I dig that. And I, and I appreciate that. I appreciate you saying that. Um, I know there's a lot of people who felt away about that, about that mayoral race, and even after, even in the last year, have said, "Ah, uh, uh, well, what, what do we do? What do we do?" And so I'm just, I'm, I'm grateful that you're still uh, in the position that you're doing, still doing the work that you've been doing, yeah. and uh, continuing on. And uh, yeah. I wish you the absolute best in your, uh, in, in your treasurer, your next, your next treasurer run. Thank you. Thank you. So the next the next song you had on your playlist is uh Passing Me By. <laughs> yeah. By Far Side. Let's by the Far Side. Let's take a second. Let's just listen to that song. And then when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more with you about that. Okay. 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 All right. So y'all, this is Life on Wax with your boy Ted Jr. Got my guest today, Miss Tashara Jones. Let's listen to Far the Far Side Passing Me By. I love that horn on that song. <laughs> right. So, so tell us why. Tell us why you chose to have this song in your playlist. Because I love '90s hip hop. <laughs> that's easy. I, that's, it's easy. Um, so it was between either the far side. I got a little Biggie on my playlist. A uh, little um, uh, Bad Boys Greatest Hits. Right. Oh, yeah. um, Love Lil Kim back in the 90s, Lil Kim, right? <laughs> oh, man. Um, and, you know, I love to just rock out and and listen to groups like The Far Side. And it, it takes me back to a time when um, me and my girlfriends would go out and uh, it would be playing on the on our cassette deck, right? In the car on our way out, and we just loved, loved, loved this song. It was our get hype song for the night as we were going out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just takes me back to you know the time when I was in college, and you know I used to have these backyard parties, and um, oh man, just it takes me back to some really, really good times with my friends. Yeah, not nineties hip hop is is definitely on this show. It's been a recurring thing. A mm. lot of people, a lot of people bring ninety fifth time. Now it's the first time I've had the far side on the show. <laughs> I've done the show for three for three seasons, so that's about four yeah. years. And it's first time I've had the far side. So, uh, and I love this song. Right. Yes, I mean it's so funky. It's, right? I, I feel like it just speaks to like how um, how much good music right. was being made. That, right. that there, there's so many layers. That you can end up hearing a song and you're just like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. oh yeah, that was that song was dope during that time, right? Or the innocence of that song, right? You know, he he has a crush on his teacher, right? <laughs> um, or uh, you know, and then he uh, and the other girl that he has a crush on at the at the end, you know, he I've got a crush on her, but she just keeps looking me over. But I, you know, I want to tell her I love her, right? <laughs> and so. And- and so that's that's nice. It's nice. No, so what you said is that this was songs you, you would listen to while you were in college. Mm-hmm. Now, now yeah. those, those that know, you went to Hampton, yeah, University. Uh, 
Yes. The Great Hamptons. The Great Hampton, class of Ogre 5, Ogre 8, for all my Hamptonians who are listening, and they know what that means. Okay. <laughs> what, what was it like going to an HBCU for you? Oh, my God. So I... I wasn't even thinking about HBCUs, but again, I was coming up in the early 90s or late 80s, early 90s. And what came out then? School days. And? Um, a different world. Yep. <laughs> were on TV. And that just solidified my, my decision. Uh, I was in an all-white high school, and I wanted to get back to who I was. Mm. Um, and I knew that these four years were four years that I could not take back. And I wanted the HBCU experience. And so actually I wanted to go to Howard, but my daddy said, you can go anywhere in the world, but Howard university. Wow. Wow. Um, Yeah. Well, you know, Howard in the late eighties, early nineties was a totally different place than it is now. And a bunch of his golf buddies had children who were going off to Howard and, you know, the, the DC was a different place, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. Very embarrassing. A couple of bad things happened to a couple of a uh, couple of his golf buddies' kids, and he was like, "Nope, nope, I'm not sending my daughter to DC in the nineties. Just not gonna do it." But Hampton was only two and a half hours down the road. Come <laughs> on. So, uh, you know, three years out of four, I ended up at Howard's homecoming anyway. <laughs> Um, but also, you know, because my dad was in politics, he and my mom would come up uh, to D.C. every year for the Congressional Black Caucus um, convention. And so I would come up and meet them there as well. So I saw my parents pretty frequently um, while yeah, I was at Hampton. I, uh, but, I bet they showed up all the time. <laughs> yeah, but my dad, my dad calls Hampton the, the school of spoiled children. And he calls my my generation of of, of uh, my generation the Cosby generation, right? That that went to college in the early '90s because wow. of Cosby's influence on HBCUs, mm-hmm. um, and he calls us the Cosby kids. <laughs> so, well, I mean, it's, I mean, it's it's true. People could people could definitely look at that and and see that as a real thing. It's not, right. even, it's not even a bad thing. It's just oh no, it is. it is what it is. And and since my son could understand the difference, you know, of of what college was, I've been telling him, you gonna go to HBCU. Have you been hating on, on Howard, or or are you uh, are you more open than your dad? Um, you know, my heart is with Hampton. I really wish he would go to Hampton. I'm trying to take him to homecoming this fall, uh, just to let him see the university and see the campus. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd be open to any HBCU and, you know, I have my own like top 10 that I would be happy with, mm-hmm. um, because his father also went to an HBCU. So, you know, we both push it from, from those different angles. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so, you know, well, I just hope that he, he considers that because it's a really important part of his life. And I think that he would benefit from having, mm-hmm. um, Black teachers um, and a, a, a university full of people that look like him, who he's competing with that, you know, that are just like him. Right. Um, so hopefully, you know, my my nagging will get to him one day. Yeah, ho- hopefully. Uh, I love HBCUs. I, I went over to Harris. So and yes. and they and they they I tell people all the time that uh, it's where I grew up. I was able to I was able to really grow up and become a become a, a young adult there. And I feel I feel like HBCUs kind of push you push you there. And they, they, they push you toward growing up a bit. They do, they do. Yeah, I used to be a professor at at Harris though. Oh yeah, yeah. I was on adjunct faculty. Yeah. So so you said you so I didn't know this, but it's good to know. So your dad was uh, involved a, a lot into politics. Mm-hmm. Is that is that what uh, pushed you to kind of get into being a committee woman and all of that? Eventually, <laughs> eventually, um, I didn't really want to be a politician initially, but um, uh, but you know there are things that are within your genetic makeup and your DNA that you can't deny, and I cannot deny that I am my father's child. Um, and it's funny when I. When I first got out of college, I said, nope, I'm never going to be a politician. But the quick, quickest way to make God laugh is to tell him what you would never do. 
True that. Um, <laughs> so, um, so I had, you know, my own career in health administration, um, for several years. Um, and, uh, after that got into politics. So, so what was the thing that got you to, to start doing politics in, in that real way? So, um, when I was living, um, on the South side, um, uh, this wonderful couple, Lisa and George Suggs, um, wanted to, Lisa was ready to step down as committee woman and, um, they were looking for someone to replace her and her neighbor, Kay Gabbard, who was also a friend of my dad's, um, said, well, why not Tashara Jones? You know, have you asked her what she's doing? And then I met Lisa and George and, uh, they opened the door for me to become committee woman. Lisa resigned and then George appointed me as his committee woman. And, uh, and I've been on the up and up ever since. Mm. Do you, do you, cause I, I know, I know you're in government. Do you consider yourself a politician as a treasurer? I consider myself a public servant and I think there's a difference. I think there's a difference, you know, and, and politicians, you know, as of late get a really bad rap. <laughs> um, and, and it's a real, and that connotation and implies a really um, sort of seedy individual. Right. Um, and I consider myself a public servant because I'm, I'm here to serve. Um, I, uh, and even when we're stuck in our homes, I'm always thinking about other ways to connect people, other ways to serve. Um, how can I serve people by just giving out information, um, even though we're all, most of us are stuck in our homes. Um, so uh, I think that a servant's mindset is always a little different because I, I realize that I'm just not in this for me. Um, and that I realize that I have a great team of people working with me. Um, not for me, but with me, um, to make sure that the office continues to run and continues to serve people as well. Um, so I just bring that mindset, uh, to my work on everything that I do. Uh, I appreciate that. That's, that's mm -hmm. real. And, I, and I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad you said that because I'm definitely one person that, uh, when I say politician, I often say it with that, uh, with a like with an politician. <laughs> if you you um so my my friend your friend Terry uh he he laughed me all the time because I'm always saying to him man you politicians yeah <laughs> and Terry's another one he's a servant yeah he's definitely a servant he's definitely a public servant and yeah. uh but I, I don't know it's it, that's ingrained so I, I hope I can hope I can continue to run into more public servants that kind of change that uh that tone of, yeah. of, of my speech when it comes to folks that work that are elected officials thanks so uh so to show you you you're giving me some good songs in your playlist right mm -hmm. and and the next song it's still a really great song it's a, it's a mm -hmm. great, but I, it definitely took a turn <laughs> I, I felt like I was riding down a road and then all of a sudden I kind of veered left because <laughs> I just wasn't expecting it and that's and that's uh, the song Bodak Yellow from the, the great philosopher Cardi B right the great philosopher Cardi B so what what bring what brings the song to your playlist oh so just like um, the first song in my playlist, right? First, I have to encourage myself when people come at me, right? Um, right. And then there are times, um, just as the great philosopher Cardi B says, uh, um, you know, it's like, hey, don't mess with me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't dance. I make money moves, right? Right. right. <laughs> um, and so that's that song that it's just like when I'm just angry at the world and I need something to, you know, get it out. <laughs> now, I'm going I'm, I'm to tell you, when I first heard this song, I, I said, what? But then when I listened to it, I said, okay, this is like a, this is an anthem. It is. This is, this is someone who is harnessing power and, and telling you what they are and what they are not going to do. Hey, it's the millennial version of I'm Every Woman, right? <laughs> <laughs> I 
okay, I, I can deal with that. I can deal with that. Well, well, um, let's take a second. Listen to the millennial version. Of I'm every woman. <laughs> Bodak Yellow with Cardi B. This is Life on Wax with your boy Ted Jr. Of course, my guest is Tashara Jones. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> somebody completely sitting within within their excellence and, <laughs> and not allowing anybody to determine what they are, what they gonna do. Nope. And nope. and you know what I you know what I wish I wish more of us would have that energy. Mm-hmm. You know, you know a lot of people want. What's the thing? A lot of people like wanna be looked at as humble, and you know they 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 want to be looked at as you know I I'm I'm just I'm just doing no no you more than just you you are you are this dope dope individual you, and I, in my opinion you need to be uh free to speak on it. Right, it's being genuine. Just be genuinely who you are. Be be authentic because. You know, there are enough fake people in the world True. or people trying to be somebody else. And I'm going to be me. I'm going to be my authentic self. Um, I'm unapologetically black. And I, that's the way I show up every day. That's what's up. So so this song, this song is is almost directly to anybody that has um, that, that's hated on Cardi at, at some point. Do you feel <laughs> like you? Well, I, I'm, I'm sure we talked we talked about this a little bit earlier. But what how do you handle people that's like haters when it comes to the work that you that you try to do? Or do you even consider them? I used to. You know, when I when I first got into this, I would be and my feelings would get hurt. I would go home and cry and you know, and uh, you know, my dad is straight old school. He just said, you know, uh, uh he calls me Shug. He says, Shug, I need you to go, do me a favor, go home and take a bath in Epsom salt. <laughs> Because you need some thick skin right, okay. to be a part of this game. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was watching, you know, I watched the daily briefings from Mario, Governor Mario Cuomo, uh, governor of New York. And he had he was talking about the meeting he had with the president today. And he was like, look, if you don't want the political heat and stay out of the political kitchen, that means don't run for office. Mm-hmm. Um, and. You know, there are times when, you know, my little feelings get hurt, but, um, you know, I just, I just keep my eyes on the prize. Right. Um, I just, they don't, they don't bother me anymore. Just like Cardi B that I don't let these mm, bother me. <laughs> I mean, you, you can say it. Don't, don't worry. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. yeah, right. We're not on the radio. We're on. <laughs> I don't. I don't let these hoes bother me anymore because right. they're not. They're not paying my bills. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're not. They don't have anything to do with what happens on in my household. Um, so, uh, and then again, keeping my eyes on the prize, meaning keeping my eyes on my future, knowing mm-hmm. what God has already spoken to me about what He wants me to do in this life, in this city. Um, are the things that I stay focused on. So, in, so in, in in that vein, what is a thing that you have that you understand that is a goal for you and doing for the city? Um. So, one of my more immediate goals is you know our children's savings program. Uh, we start. I started a children's savings program five years ago uh, that gives a fifty dollar college savings account to every kindergartner in a public school in the city of St. Louis. And we raise money to watch those accounts grow through by uh, giving them incentives such as attendance, match savings, and their parents participating in financial education courses. And I started this program because research at Washington University shows that children with less than $500 saved are three times more likely to go to college and four times more likely to complete college than children without saving. And uh, research from Bob Friedman, who was the former, uh, who's the chair emeritus of the Corporation for Enterprise Development now, Prosperity Now, mm-hmm. says that every every college do- every for every dollar you save, it avoids two to four dollars in student loans. Wow! Right? And think about what our children 
can be if somebody just spoke life into them at, at a young age and says, I expect you to do more after high school, right? Because they can use these accounts for vocational or technical school, two or four year college, even union apprenticeship. So any costs that are the barriers between them and their futures, they can use these accounts for. And so our oldest cohort is in the fourth grade right now. And the things that that keeps me going is wondering what these children are going to be like in the next five to six years. Right. Right. Wow. Right. So, you know, continuing to uh, nurture that program, to nurture these children, um, to go and visit. You know, I'm always in the schools and and this is really killing me because I don't get a chance to go into the schools right now because they're out. Right. And, you know, and speaking life into our babies that's the thing that really excites me about about why I'm here in this city. That's what's up. I, I didn't know about that program, but I that sounds like an amazing program. It is. And, it, and it, it's one of several across the country. And St. Louis actually has the second largest program in the country. So is that something that's something that's happened that was created out of your administration? In- yes. Absolutely. It's called the College Kids Children's Savings Account Program. Yeah. So so are are the kids um, is automatically enrolled in it? Yep. Automatically enrolled. Um, and again, we we put the first fifty dollars in, you know, the treasurer is the parking supervisor. So we put the first fifty dollars in I know about parking funds. So every time you pay a parking ticket, every time you feed a meter, you're helping to fund this program. So doesn't that feel, make you feel better about paying parking tickets? Uh, no, but uh, <laughs> a little bit. But, but, but you know, bit. but you know what? I I pay I pay all my debt, man. This last year, uh, I worked down like in mid in in like mid downtown, mid uh, and man, y'all. Y'all you have that parking app, boo. I, I yeah, I pay I paid the parking app every time. I'm just saying the fact that I had to pay every. <laughs> You are the cheapest in the country as far as parking. Really? Yes. Well then, well then, I won't cry about it. But I definitely caught a couple tickets because I because I ran in real quick. And, uh, and they caught you. Yeah, and they don't. You know, once they start writing it, they don't stop. We can't. They don't, they we can't. don't let you stop. The system <laughs> doesn't let you. It doesn't. Like 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 Deshaun, I smiled at her. I told her, I told her, I told her, uh, she, it was a beautiful day. I mean, I, I did all I could. And she said, she was like, mm-hmm. that's the fate. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the exact face I got. But I did, I did see that, uh, that, that, that you all like suspended parking, like tolls or something during this time. Is that, is that, can you talk a little bit about what made you decide that? Yes. Yeah, so I, I think that the last thing that people should be worried about during a pandemic is paying parking tickets or feeding meters. Um, and, um, and again, I talked about I had a, health, a career in healthcare. You ever touched a meter and, and think about how dirty those things are? Well, n- now, now that you get it <laughs> now. Yeah. So, you know, and what were they telling us? You know, everything that you touch could have, you know, lingering. The coronavirus could be lingering on that surface. Yeah. So a couple of things are obviously we're going to, you know, sanitize the meters as we start going back to work. But I didn't want um, my people to uh, to get sick uh, because they had to continue to write parking tickets Two, I just felt like it was in poor taste. Um for people to have to continue to get parking tickets when they're going out, you know, when they, they may have been laid off themselves, you know, mm-hmm. trying to get food for their family, um, trying to provide for their family. Um, and, uh, and, it, you know, and it's in line with, you know, other things that other governments have done across this country. So it's, it's not anything that, you know, no other government hasn't done. They have, um, and police do still write tickets if there are people parked in, you know, places where it's in danger. Right. Um, but the last thing I wanted people to be worried about during times like these is getting a parking ticket. Well, that's appreciated. I've got, I've got friends living in other cities and they complain all the time about, about how they're still paying, they're still having to pay for parking and they're getting tickets. Like, this is what, this is what we're doing. <laughs> right. And we wouldn't be collecting much money anyway. 
because people are just sitting. Yeah. Right. Right. That's see, that's that's appreciated. That's like that's that common sense stuff that I think sometimes doesn't show up in um in all of our in, in all of our elected officials' decisions. I used to say that uh um the the most logical answer is never the correct one when it comes to government. <laughs> oh, now that might that might somebody. That might hurt if you feel that might that might be a post up right there. <laughs> well, uh we're gonna get back into your playlist and um into this next song. It's uh Womack and Womack, baby yeah. I'm scared of you. I saw, I, I saw you just kind of go to another place when I just said that name. Yes. Oh, my God. I love that song. Tell us about that place you just went. Oh, it's a love song, right? And um, I think that, you know, and I love duets. You know, I love R&B, uh, especially, again, 80s, 90s, 70s, 80s, 90s, right? R&B. Um, it reminds me of a time, um, you know, my mother and her sisters, they're long gone now, but just, you know, remembering how they like to have fun and, and how, and, and that song just elicits a lot of just, you know, easygoing, fun, you know, I, I just loved it. I just, you know, it's one of the songs I just loved it. And, and when I'm in a club, you know, which is not often, but if, if the DJ plays that I'm on the floor. I, I'm pushing people out the way. Oh, I'm on the floor. Right. I'm on the floor. And it's a perfect two-stepping song, isn't it? Yeah, let, let's get you on, on the floor then. <laughs> I can't. I got this laptop on my, <laughs> on my lap. <laughs> Baby, I'm scared of you. Womack and Womack right here on Life on Wax with Ted Jr. Of course, my special guest. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's she's pragmatic. Did, she's did, laying it down. You get your two step on real quick. You I did. Get, I got my, I got my my couch two step on real quick. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, you listen to the lyrics, and and I love I'm a I love to listen to lyrics of songs, right? Obviously, yeah. And you hear what she's saying. She's saying to him like, "Hey, look, I don't play. You know, I I, I if we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this for for a while. We're gonna be in this. Mm. I don't you know." Uh, I don't play around. Um, and I guess that's, you know, kind of how I feel about relationships, even though I'm not in one right now. But, uh, <laughs> so, but hey, so if you're going to step to me, come correct. Come correct. Come correct. <laughs> and, and, and if you're going to step, come correct and come for, come for good. Don't just. Right. Right. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. So, so all, the, all the fellas that's watching that might be interested, just. Check on yourself. Check in with yourself first because check yourself. Yeah, she's not, she's not playing. <laughs> so um so that that was a great a great song, a great duet. What is what's another duet or or what would be what was your favorite, if not this song? What's your favorite duet that you that you heard or song? Oh, um was it Eric Benet and Tamia? Oh, is that spend 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 my life with you? Yes, yes, love that one. Yeah, that's love that one. Yeah, no, yeah. That was, and, that was, and you know, I got to put my hip hop hat hat on. Mary uh-huh. J. Blige and Method Man. Man. Yeah. <laughs> now yes. I'm, I'm gonna tell you that song has been on this playlist a few different times. Oh, uh-huh. that's that's the that's a favorite. Um, yeah. I've had at least three or four different people bring that song, uh, right. to me. and I, I brought some. I brought it myself. <laughs> it's definitely one of my favorite songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right now I'm doing a. Um, well, the show is doing a, a thirty, a thirty day challenge. Oh, okay. Challenge. Uh, is it pops up on on Life on Wax page, and uh, one of the weeks it's like the favorite duet or something like that. And that's and that's the song. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. It's such a, a bop, man. It is. It's a bop. <laughs> <laughs> and you and people yeah. forget just how just how Method's flow is. Right. Like his right. it's, it's a flawless, it's a flawless flow, and it just he got he got that bounce. Yeah, one of the most underrated rappers, Method Man. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I wonder why why do you think he's underrated mostly? Um he didn't do a whole I mean his his catalog isn't like the longest, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he did what he he did, he did it quick and then he bounced into acting. Yeah. Um, and so you know it's yeah. Just... yeah, he he was uh he was big with Wu Tang. Mm-hmm. And then he did a couple things on he did some stuff with it. I feel I feel like he never really uh, made rap his only thing he he did. Right. As I they feel, as he shouldn't have. Uh, as he shouldn't have, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I guess it's real. Yeah. As yeah. He shouldn't have. So that was Womack and Womack, baby, I'm scared of you. And we're coming up to the last song in your playlist. And the last the last song in your playlist is is from an album that is timeless. An album that if it dropped today would get, I think, the numbers that it that it got then, if not more. Mm-hmm. And that's uh Miss Lauren Hill's album, Miss Education. And the song is To Zion. Yes. What 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 brings this song to this playlist? Um because I am the single mother of the most adorable son, Aiden. And that song always makes me think of my about my child. Mm-hmm. Um and and our relationship and how you know how I feel that even though I had him out of wedlock, uh, I'll be totally transparent about that. Um, but he is the joy of my world. Mm. Um, he is, you know, I, I feel like I have been chosen to be his mother and, um, and, and, you know, I wouldn't have it any other way. He is, he's, he's my gift. He is my gift. I dig that. Mm -hmm. We'll listen to a little bit of to Zion and then we'll come back with, uh, to Charlotte Jones right here on life on wax with Ted Jones. Man, that's my girl, man. That's, yes. that's my girl right there, boy. So uh so so how how does being a mother impact the uh the decisions that you make in in your work and your in in your political career right now? Or just I, in general? I always try to make sure that I do things that make him proud of me. Um, and I don't want him to look back at anything that I've done in my career and be like, Ooh, mama, why'd you do that? Mm. That wasn't cool. Um, and, and that's also why I fight so hard for children and their futures, because even though he is blessed, um, and privileged to have a mother that can provide for him, a lot of our children don't. Mm-hmm. Um, or they don't have those options. And I that's why I started this program because I want our children to have options. Mm-hmm. Um, the same options that he did that he has, right? And um and it 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 changes, you know, it changes a child's mind when they, they see that somebody is investing True. in their future. So I um I, I do a lot of this for him and and I'll be totally honest with your listeners and your viewers um I got pregnant like right before I made a move from being committee woman to running for state rep and I almost didn't do it because I got pregnant wow um and uh so just like Lauren says in the song look at your career use your head right um but I used my heart and I decided to uh, go through with the pregnancy and keep him, even though um, there were a couple of people who were trying to convince me to do otherwise. I'm sure there's more than a couple. Mm-hmm. No, uh, we won't talk about those people. Yeah, let's not bring them up. Yeah, I, I can imagine. I, I can only imagine the that the heaviness of that decision. It was. It was very heavy, and. Um, but I always knew that I wanted a child, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and I had him when I was 35. So um, I had done, you know, pretty much everything I wanted to do by that time. Um, fin- I finished school. Um, I was 
making good money. So I was at a point where I could provide for him, um, whether his father chose to help or not, which he does now. And um, I just felt like, you know, it, it changed my viewpoint of how I looked at legislation when I went into the state house. Uh, he went with me for the first two years. So there would be nights where we would go late and he would be sitting right there on my lap or on somebody else's lap. Right. <laughs> uh, because what happens when you're in um, when you're in a collective body like that, everybody's children get kind of passed around and you have, you ended up, you end up having like 192 uncles and aunts. <laughs> um, so uh, that was um, uh, pretty much, you know, having him just totally change my viewpoint on the legislation I passed and I support and the things I advocate for. So, so what's something uh, that you learned from him? Uh, since you since you since he's been around and maybe since he's been a little older, I've learned to love unconditionally. Mm-hmm. Didn't always, I mean, not that I didn't unconditionally love my parents, um, but there, you know, that motherhood thing, it, it didn't quite click all, you know, right when he was born, even though I knew he was coming. I was like, who is this little thing? Oh my God, I'm responsible for this little person. Um, but when, when I say love unconditionally, like there are things, there are days when he just, you know, really gets my goat and just really pisses me off. Um, but he's my child mm-hmm. and, you know, and to be able to, um, really love unconditionally means that you love people even though you are upset with them true right or or disappointed with them mm-hmm. um and you, uh, being disappointed in is a lot tougher uh, yeah as a as a son whose mother was disappointed at times uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's tough it's tough so but uh he's 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 my little man he's my little man there we go well, that, that's the last song in your playlist. Yeah. And, and oh, this has been a, a great, great conversation, a great, great show. Yeah. Really now, before, before we go, we do have... Just three more questions. All right. And they're questions that I ask every guest, uh, no matter what. And uh, they can be a little tough. So prepare yourself. So first question. Now you're making a collaborative song. You are putting two artists together to make a great song. Okay. A song, a song that you that you would love. What two artists are you picking to make that song? I'm picking Jill Scott and Stevie Wonder. Oh wow! Oh, now that's now that's that's good. That's good. It's funny. My last guest picked Stevie Wonder and mm-hmm. and, and, and a woman. So that's 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 dope. Okay, I think that's that'd be a good song. That'd be, I a, think so too. be a dope song. All right. Second <laughs> second question: What is a song, album, artist, etc. that people that know you would be surprised that you love? I think the Cardi B song. <laughs> okay. They'd be surprised that uh, that I that I like Cardi B, um, but uh, you know, as she has shown, you know, she has a she also has she's got a really good understanding of our political system, right? Yeah. And is able to speak to people who follow her in their language about what's going on in our country and going on in our world. So I'm just just so tickled and and appreciative that she uses her platform for good and not evil, right? Because she could <laughs> use that platform and be out here wild and out, right? She could be. But she uses it in a in a positive way. Like she was interviewing Bernie Sanders uh, <laughs> just last week. So who does that, right? Apparently Cardi B. Uh, right. <laughs> the prophetess Cardi B. <laughs> right, 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 right. Uh, so last question. Mm-hmm. You have two tickets or you have tickets to see one artist in concert. 
the best venue for you possible. Mm. And this is any artist dead or alive. Who are you going to see? Who am I going to see? I'm going to see Donnie Hathaway. Ooh. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's the first song you want to hear him you want to hear him do? Uh you can sing a little song. bit once. No, no. A song for you. Because <laughs> yeah. the way the piano comes in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Because I've seen Stevie live. So since I've seen Stevie, Donnie Hathaway. All right, amen. I can do I can do I'm an old soul. <laughs> hey, you know. Uh so so Tashara, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank Is there you. anything that you wanna uh that, that you wanna give or say to my to my listeners and my and people that's watching before we go? Yeah, I want your listeners to know and to remember that politics is everybody's business. Okay, so that means that things that happen on the national, state, and local level, you really need to pay attention to because it has an impact on your day-to-day lives. And local politics especially has more of an impact on your day-to-day life than national politics. You know, elections nine miles away are more important than elections 900 miles away. So remember that when local elections come up, like school boards, like your city councils, your county executive is on the on the um, on the ballot this year. Um, your treasurer, I'm on the ballot this year uh, in the city. Your sheriff, your circuit attorney, um, all of these offices have a huge impact on yours and your children's day to day life. So please, 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 ma'am, please, sir. Pay attention to local politics. It's everybody's business. Awesome. Is there any way people can contact you? Uh, if yeah. You- I'm on all of the all of the social medias and uh, <laughs> uh, the internets and the interwebs. I'm on uh, Twitter at Tashara, uh, uh, Instagram also at Tashara, and also on Facebook, um, uh, Treasurer Tashara Jones. All right. Well, I want to thank you so much for being a part of the show. Thanks for having me. This was fun. My cheeks hurt from smiling so much. <laughs> it makes me happy. Uh, and I want to thank everyone for, for listening. Of course, you can always check us out right on Spotify, Life on Wax with Ted Jr. And uh, you can hear all of our, all of our uh, previous episodes on there. Also, check out our, uh, our playlist from season one, two, and three right on Spotify. Thank you all so much. Have a good one. Thank you.